0: So what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and welcome back to the dark part. You know, this is a two-part episode, you know, because, again, coming across that Facebook page like I did yesterday, I had to really put things into perspective and be grateful, but I also need to figure out, like, what happened that 2014. As you guys can see in the photo, it's me, it's some Asian guy from America, Nicole Sullivan, um or Nicola Nicola Nicola, I'm not exactly sure. Um there was an Australian girl there, Tony, a couple of other people. So guys, before I left that province, going over all those things, it was very difficult for me because there was a lot of racial you guys already know the story, but this is the bulk of it. Because Thailand between 2014 and 2016, the racism here was oh my god. Like like towards blacks, it was unprecedented. Like jobs. Oh, we don't hire black. Oh, you guys, you already know. You guys know. I've given you every story. Um, But I got a job opportunity doing an English camp. So there was a place called Double Knowledge. I think that's the name. And this guy by the name of Tony, he got in touch with me. Filipino guy. He was teaching here. And he's like, hey, yeah, okay, the English camp, okay, for this many days, you're going to get this and that. I'm like, okay, cool, man, that'll break into everything. I can create relationships, get me warmed up in Bangkok. I'm looking forward to it, man. So, yeah, so going back from yesterday, i flying back to Bangkok. I met up with this guy, uh, and he was at a school called Ang Tong, right? And so this school, Ang Tong, Wat Ang Tong, again, Wat, you guys already know what this whole Wat thing means. It means temple. And this school was on the way, 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 motherfucking outside, man. It was like an hour hour away or something like that. It was far. I'm telling you right now, it was far, okay? And so, because it was so far, and when I first got there, I was like, dude, this place sucks. But then I had to go back, and, you know, that night, I had to come back into the city, stay here, met a girl named Anne. She was really cool, really beautiful. She was living out there in Rakamhang, which is a predominant, like, African area. There's a lot of African people out there in that area. But I met her. We were having a lot of uh, fun time. And I, I bunked at this place. And I had to go to the school called Wat Teplila. Again, Wat meaning temple. So, this school is in Rakamhang. And so I go there in the morning. There's a lot of students, right? I don't know any of the students because I'm showing up with double knowledge. This is a language, uh, like a uh, uh, English camp type of thing. They host English camps, right? I remember the lady, wonderful Thai woman. She spoke really good English, and we set everything up. We set up all the activities. You had Tony there, met him for the first time, met Nicola, met her boyfriend. There was an Aussie teacher there, the American Asian, and there was a teacher from Bhutan. I swear, I had no idea... How amazing it was meeting someone from Bhutan until, like, now, way after I met her. So now, um, and there, were, there was, oh my god, Brittany, and there was another African American, of course, Caucasian American. So there was a wide range, guys. We were all types of colors, you know? And so, I remember being at the school. I didn't really meet any of the teachers. I saw other teachers who were there, and they were going into their classrooms because I guess they had to teach. I don't know what it was. But right after that, um, you know, we get on these buses. They're like three big, you know, three big buses. And me, I'm kind of like an entertainer. Well, I was at the time. So I'm over here, you know, trying to talk to the students and they're giving me dirty looks. Looking at me like, I don't know, maybe, oh, you're not my teacher. Get the fuck away from me or fuck you. Get away from me. Like they were snobby as fuck right and this is just a government school it's not even a private school a bilingual school or an international school this is like lower le- you know this is like lower level shit And i'm like oh man this is okay arsenio just go back you know talk to a couple people and there was only one guy I really talked to that entire time but guys this i embarked on a trip a journey to ratchaburi and this ended up being the most 70 the the sev- 70 hours the most horrific 70 hours of my life there was no escape in it. I tried to do my best. I took a lot of things personal at the time. Okay, I've grown up a lot from that because, of course, I know how to ignore motherfuckers now. But I remember, you know, back in, um, what is it? That morning, we got uh, well, we got to this place. We started taking photos, and then I continued to see more bad looks from these students. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm like, is this racist? Well, I don't know what this is. This is just crazy shit. So then I ended up going, you know, uh, just uh, not ignoring it, but I started taking it, like, real personal. Like, okay, I'm just going to ignore the fuck out of these assholes. So then we get to this big plantation. Oh, it's not a plantation, but this really big resort area. We get off on the bus. We get into our thing. They're like, hey, okay, dinner's at this time. So I go to dinner. I ignore all the students. By that time, I'm ignoring all of them. They're, uh, you guys wonder, okay, how old were they? They are probably, like, sixth grade, no, probably about, yeah, maybe seventh grade up to about... Maybe ninth grade, maybe ninth grade, okay, so they're youngins, all right, but of course, me battling all those internal demons at the same time, too, so what ended up happening, man, it ended up being very, very difficult for me, you know there was um you know, we had to introduce ourselves, and when I was introducing myself, I wasn't really looking at anyone. Because I really didn't care. But we ended up like drinking beer. We ended up having an amazing time. The people who I just explained to you. You know, the Australian, Asian-American, Filipino, uh, African-American, Caucasian-American, Bhutanese. Come on, guys. Bhutanese. All right. We rocking the house, baby. And so after that, I'm like, okay. So this is going to be a challenge. That next morning, woke up, four hours of sleep, maximum. We end up, uh, I had to like do this exercise thing, so I did the exercise, I got me some, uh, some lunch and everything. I don't know what we did throughout that day, I can't remember, but let's just say we kept trying to do the activities, and because the teachers of the school did not like double knowledge, because, uh, I don't know, someone didn't accept their specific camp goers, it was kind of like the teachers swayed the students to have attitudes, to not like it, to do this, to do that, like they... Wanted everyone to hate. I'm talking absolutely hate the fact that we were doing that. And so, that's exactly what ended up happening. Because later on that night, I'm, begin- I'm beginning to get more angry and distancing myself because the teachers are, oh, they're looking at, they're giving me dirty looks. Now, of course, now, man, I'd call them out and be like, hey, man, who the fuck do you think you look looking at like that? You'd have lost your goddamn mind. I would have took a bus back home. I'd be like, guys, I'm out of here. This place is garbage. So, yeah, what ended up happening was there was this weird thing at night, at a talent show or some shit, and of course, myself, I didn't know anything about talent shows, but there was one specific group who did a talent show, and they memorized an entire skit, and everyone was like, oh my god, you're so good, oh my god, and I'm like, man, fuck this shit. Uh, And, you know, by that time, I was just walking around at this specific place. It was like a big resort that people could go to and walk around and take pictures. I don't even know what you call it. But, yeah, I'm there, and I'm like, you know what, man, I don't give a shit about this anymore. Because me, I'm just wanting to go home. And I'm like, okay, guys, tomorrow's the last day, and then we're going to leave at this time. But next thing you know, that night, we finished, we went back. I'm getting angry. I'm trying to contain myself. You know, the the British folks and everyone like Nicola and her boyfriend. They're like, dude, just calm down. We're almost done. During our last three hours or maybe our last six hours, within one hour, they cut us. The teachers there, they're like, oh, well, the students look like they're not having fun, so we're cutting you off. Me? Like, I've never been so angry before in my life. The only other time I was that angry was 2003, high school football. I was in band, and this guy was throwing water bottles at the band. I stood up. My brother backed me up. It was about to be a brawl in the stands. I was 15 years old. That's when I could not – that's when a level of anger took over that I could not tame whatsoever. And so when that happened, I was like, don't put me on the mic. I stood behind the board, and I was like, come on, man. Let's hurry up and finish this shit. I want to get the fuck out of here. And so I didn't say a goddamn thing to those students. I didn't, give a goddamn to, uh, I didn't give a goddamn about those students. I just wanted to hurry up and get my ass out of there. And so we ended up like getting beers and stuff. We had a great time together, the group of us, the Bhutanese, the British, the Australian, the African-American, Caucasian, all, all these great colors, man. We were a goddamn rainbow there. We had an amazing time. And so, we took the bus back. I ignored everyone. I picked up that check. But then, at that same time, Tony was like, hey, man, you looking for a job here? I said, yeah, man. I'm over here living in this place. I would love to find a job here. He's like, okay, check this out. Stay over here at this hotel. So, I stayed at this hotel way outside. But I think it's in Ekamai, which is not too far. But it was pretty far off the main road. And I don't know why I even stayed there. But, yeah, nonetheless, man, I was over there and we were talking and so this is when I started. This is what kicked off one of the most difficult months of my life. And you guys, are like, what was so difficult about it? Well, you could only imagine me living about an hour and a half in the fucking wilderness, already knowing what I was gonna have to overcome there, just by looking at some of the teachers there. And then, you know, after that, I'm over here looking at, you know, a couple of other things in terms of, uh, you know, what else. You know what? What else would I have to overcome? I'm trying to get a job here in Bangkok because I know all the opportunities are here. You know, haven't already gone through that horrible ass, you know, uh, camp out there. You know, I come back over here. It was just so much that was happening, guys. Straight up. And so, I mean, you know, I stayed two nights at this place inside the city. You know, I went for some interviews. Went back over there, met a couple of other people. I'm like, dude, I really hate this place. But I kept continuing, kept trying. I would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Bangkok, Ang Tong, Bangkok, Ang Tong, Ang Tong is way out there. And so when I finally said, okay, all right, um, you know, I think it, it, it was a couple of denials. That was when I was at a job interview and this lady was like, okay, Filipino, okay, Filipino, okay, Filipino, okay, black, go home. Yeah, a lady of a school said that to me. This is what ended up kicking off one of the most difficult months of my life, straight up. And so, I mean, you know, luckily, you know, I just kept at it. But, you know, another time that I had come from that side, you know, the wilderness, all the way into a place where I ended up getting a job at. Didn't really know the area. All I would have to do is just take a 66 cent, cent, Bus ride straight down the road to get to this area to go to this school for an audition. Fucking taxi drove me all around town acting like he was stupid. See, I didn't have an iPhone. Oh, I did have an iPhone, but it wasn't broken into back then. I didn't have, like, access to it or a SIM card or anything. So I didn't know where I was going. You know, the lady did a shit job trying to prepare, you know, the taxi driver to send me to this location and send me over here and over there. It was tough, man. It was one of the toughest Days of my life because this is when I fell into a suicidal thought for about five minutes. But I wouldn't say if you said Arsenio, would you have killed yourself at that specific moment? No. No, I would have just sat down on a sidewalk and I wouldn't have said anything to anyone for probably about three days. No goddamn way I was going to kill myself. Now, there was a time, you know, just months prior to that when I told you guys about the podcast yesterday, there was a time where I was driving one hand and another hand on my chin with the motorbike. And I was like, you know what? Would anyone care if I went into oncoming traffic? I felt like that, guys. I've been there. I've been there. And so, you know, in saying that, you know what ended up happening was i finally got to this school after having those very depressive thoughts and everything went away very quickly i went into an audition i had to like do a demo right and the lady was like hey if you don't get the 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 the, the job here don't worry we got another job for you And that one's guaranteed for sure. I just want to see if you get this. But the African guy got it over me. And I was like, hey, as long as you get it over me, I'm happy. He ended up getting that job. I saw him quite a few times, you know, commuting to that area. And so I went to another school. I had another job. And they said, okay, we'll see you this day. And I was like, oh, my God, I got a job in Bangkok. This was the turning point. Because when I got that job, I ended up shifting. I went from this area to another area. And so... You know, Nicole was like, hey, man, I got this English camp. You want to roll? I was like, hell yeah, but is it going to be as bad? She's like, no, this one is perfectly planned out. We went to a place in Isan, northeast Thailand, by the name of Nakon Rachasima, which I was supposed to be going to, uh, or I should be in right now. But, of course, restrictions and all that craziness happened out here in Thailand. You already know that story. But, um, yeah, I ended up going out to that specific area. Have one of the most amazing English camps ever. I still have those videos. You can still hear me cheering on when the, the students were doing a tug of war. It was amazing. Um, and then I came back and I got another phone call. And it was the job that I ended up taking for three years. It was part-time first. I ended up being full-time. And the guy was like, hey, Arsenio, are you able to come in? And I was like, yeah, come in for an interview. What time? Okay, this time. I said, okay, I'm going to go home and I'll get back there. And I'm like, well, I already have a job, so, you know, if I don't go to this interview, it's all good. But I'm really grateful that I dropped that attitude and I hurry up and went there to get it, like, part-time. And he was the one that told me, hey, you know, just to let you know, there is some racism that goes around here. Are you, are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, I got it. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning. Because I ended up getting a job from this other guy that I did, you know, part-time on the weekend. Okay, I got a job, uh, you know, at the school, which I ended up quitting, just walking out of. Didn't tell him a goddamn thing. And it was very deserving. I'm not even going to get into that. But let's just say those students were fucking baby's kids. And then that language center, I ended up getting a full-time work permit in April of 2015. And that was the journey of me, you know, overcoming racism for probably about another year. Or I guess you could just say all those ridiculous thoughts that I would have in terms of Thai women. And that was that. 2014, October. Guys, it was down in the dumps. 70 hours of fucking mental, mental, I don't even know what, I don't know what word I could use. But let's just say it was the most difficult, it was the most difficult time of my life. And finally, I said, you know what, man, I'm going to overcome this. So if you guys could take away anything from this story, those dumps that you're in right now, I know a lot of you are. Remember, i uh, you guys are probably going to hear the podcast tomorrow in terms of, you know, Having a, feels like you're in a mental prison because, of course, a lot of you are at home, you're in quarantine, you're not doing the things you would do on a regular basis. It really sucks for me because I'm a teacher, although if I start teaching online, it would probably be far better because I'm going to be like speaking in front of someone. Um, but nonetheless, you know, this is very, very this is a very important aspect of my life that I had to overcome. You know, getting that part-time job on a Sunday, like at 9 a.m. or what is it? 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., hurrying up and shooting over to the other place, getting this job. And then I actually asked him. It was probably like in uh, about March, uh, February or March of 2015. I told him, up him. I said, up him. If you guys can't get me a job, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to leave this country because I can't I can't stay here without a work permit. And then he's like, oh, shit. And so he actually went over. And then, the, you know, a few days later, he was like, hey, man. Um, did you still want the full-time? And I said, absolutely. He said, okay, let me just talk to another teacher. He has a work permit now, but yeah, uh, let let me see what I can do. And he did. And luckily, that teacher, Teacher Connie, he ended up being, apparently through the eyes of them, a really bad teacher because a lot of students, they wouldn't come back. They weren't renewing. They weren't doing this. They weren't doing that. He just wasn't good at all. Could you imagine if they got stuck with him with the work permit? It would have been chaos. So they gave it to me. There were still things I had to overcome. I told you 2015 was a very, very difficult year for me. But when I first did that Tough mutter, that was the beginning of it all. So, guys, stick through. You got to keep fighting. There are going to be angels there that come into your life. Of course, I don't speak to Tony anymore. Nicola, I got her a job at one uh, a company out here somewhere. But the next thing you know, she got blacklisted from the company, which was very, very odd. Um, and then um, I think she ended up just disappearing. You know there are a couple of other individuals. Tony, remember I dropped out of that school that I got uh, because baby's kids and Tony tried contacting me. I blocked all his stuff, so that relationship went out the window. The Bhutanese girl, I can't remember. I I don't remember speaking to her after 2014. Could you imagine if I had the ESL podcast now though? Uh, the African-American, the Caucasian-American, it was their first time in Thailand they were going to do all that teaching stuff. And they said, oh, we went to Chiang Mai and this school ended up being really terrible. I'm like, well, there you go. That's government schools for you. Uh, the Asian-American guy, him and I, we got in a big argument. So, well, not a big argument, but he got really heated over a couple of things. And that was the end. I didn't see him after that night after we collected our checks at that shitty-ass school by the name of Wat Teplila. You know, uh, Nicola and her boyfriend, perhaps they are gone now because she said they were going to move to Australia or the UK. Um, but, guys, Tony came into my life for a reason. And if it wasn't for him saying, hey, man, you want to get this job here? I would have been stuck on the outskirts, still overcoming all that racial discrimination, overcoming the fucking grumpy old bitches by the name of Manute Baz, That's what they call them in Thai. And there's, that, that's no way to live. I took a leap. I took a leap, Tony said. You looking for a job? Yes, sure. I had to battle the oh no, black teacher, oh no, no teacher, no, no, no. I finally got that yes. That yes was number five. Can you imagine if I had had given up on the second or the third no? Where would I be? You know, if I didn't accept that 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 uh, that program, not the the program, but if I didn't accept the um, you know the the uh, summer camp, what would have happened? If I didn't accept the other summer camp, what would have happened? If I didn't accept that other job that I had, there was a job interview at La Pau, and I still remember just last year, I was there teaching this very, very, I wouldn't say high so, but she's a very, uh, you know, she is pretty popular here in Thailand. And I remember going downstairs at Central La Pao because now it's connected to one of the trains, so it's really easy to get there. And... I remember being and walking past that McDonald's and I said, oh my God, that's where I met. What's his name? I forgot his name. Napara, not, not I, I can't remember. Uh, but, you know, I worked for him up till probably the end of, probably way before, sometime in 2015. And I saw him one time in 2016 to discuss a couple of things and that was the last time I spoke to him. You know, but he gave me a job. He's like, dude, I really like your style. I want you to start teaching. And then I ended up teaching and, Guys, I'm just blessed. I met some wonderful women. Oh, my God. There was one girl named Nock, and another one's name was Orn. I think Orn still possibly still follows my English language page, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But, man, it's been an unbelievable journey. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm grateful for it. So, guys, in saying that, you know, there are so many things that we got to overcome. Sometimes you have to overcome yourself. To overcome the negative opinions of other individuals. You know me. I'm fortunate enough to not have taken my life at that time. Because then all these other people wouldn't be blessed right now. Right? You know looking back on 2014. That was fucking tough. There's no mommy. There's no dad. There's certainly no fucking daddy. There's no brother. Brother don't give a fuck. Sisters don't give a fuck. Barely had a friend that was there for me just a little bit. Andre. You know although I love him to death. He was there for me just a little bit. And so many other people, I mean, so many, not, not, not no one else. But then I started building up 2016, went to Vietnam for the first time, started experiencing a new life. I said, man, I want to move to Vietnam. And I was thinking about moving there in 2017 In 2017 ended up being a big transition, moved here to Bangkok, 2018, 2019, the most successful 2020 is it? Can't judge it. Can't judge it based on the last couple of weeks because that doesn't count. But what I've done so far has been more than last year alone. And me growing as an individual saw my man, I saw my hair in some of those photos. I said, man, I look damn good back then. I really did. You know what I'm saying? But there was a very soft, sensitive side that had to overcome that I had to overcome within that. And this is why I'm so happy because, again, throughout all of that chaos, in that, I had to overcome me and the opinions. Boy, in those photos, man, I had my hair, you know, I was lean, well, no, not lean, but I was, you know, skinny, relatively skinny. And, you know, I was just, there was so much pain behind those eyes. I'm over here smiling, but I know. But I didn't know about personal development I didn't have, you know, videos to listen to. There weren't inspirational videos that I could find on YouTube. I found Les Brown's little recordings by coincidence, which you can see and hear by the the thousands upon millions on YouTube already. But boy, what a journey. It's just a time to be grateful. It really is. That was the most difficult month of my life. But you know exactly what I learned. And it's always about learning people. So, guys, stay tuned for more. We got some Instagram TV podcasts coming up. Over and out.